Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Big news today for our farmers and our ag communities. And by the way, when you watch the show, Point of View regularly, we had Senator Kramer on the show Tuesday. He told you exactly what was going to happen today, that this news was going to be coming out. And the news is the fact that President Trump, the USDA, they announced their second round of trade aid. This time it's going to be $16 billion rather than $12 billion. It's going to be broken down into three payments, spanned out over the next several months. We'll get more to that in a moment. Before we get to all this, though, I do want to start tonight's show having a little bit of fun. As you can see here, President Trump, he held a presser earlier today at the White House to announce the trade aid. Uh, Senator, Senator Hoven was there. You had Secretary Perdue was there. And at one point, they were talking about the USMCA and how President Trump, as we all know now for decades, has opposed a lot of these trade deals and NAFTA. Clearly, since he's been opposing this for so long and wants to make these changes, it makes him a very consistent person, or some might say a very stable. And I'm still against. I haven't changed very much. Been very consistent. I'm an extremely stable genius. <laughs> I just love that dude. I mean, really? <laughs> and, and we kind of missed it at the end, but it's so great because he's like, I'm an extremely stable genius. All right, next, he just fires right to the next reporter. If you haven't seen today, pressers, it is epic. We're going to have some more for it uh, for you at the end of tonight's show. Now, earlier today, I did sit down with Senator John Hoven. He's the chairman of the Senate Ag Appropriations Committee. He's put a ton of work into the second uh, trade aid package, done a lot of really good work on this thing. So we talked about uh, earlier today, hey, how is this program going to work for farmers? We talked about the USMCA trade agreement, why that's being stalled. They passed a $19 billion, $19 billion with a B, disaster relief package today. Guess how much money was in the wall for that? Zilch, zero, nada. So we talk about that and much, much more. Senator, welcome back to Point of View. Big news today for our farmers, $16 billion second round of trade aid package. Um, obviously, give us an overview, but also I think the big question is, how did you come up with $16 billion? Yeah, that, that's based on working with USDA and trying to figure out how we could put together a package that would help our farmers well. The, the negotiations are going on, and clearly Chinese uh, negotiators are not only delaying, but they're targeting our farmers. And so, that, you know, we, again, building off the first round, coming back with a second round, and then trying to figure out how to make it as effective as possible. So, again, that's the kind of work we did with USDA to, to develop a, a payment. You and I both know the farmers at home right now that are watching are going, okay, $16 billion, but what does that mean for me if I'm putting beans in the ground or corn or so? Well, what's right. going to be the market uh, subsidy, if you will, for soybeans or corn? I think you got canola in this round. Right. Very important that we broadened it because some of the crops, canola is a good example. We're left out last time, so that was a priority in terms of work that I did on it uh, with USDA. Um, but what we try to do is make sure that it isn't distorting in terms of what farmers plant. So they can go ahead and plant whatever they feel is best for them, and it doesn't affect how their payment works. The payment is work is on a, a per acre basis on historical yield, and, and then that's multiplied times their overall aggregate planted acreage. So it, it doesn't matter which crops they plant this year, if you follow me. And, and that's done on purpose so that we don't to, to the extent possible, it isn't distorting the market. 
So help us understand that better. So if I go out and plant soybeans, because what, what I've heard, it's going to be $2 for beans and, you know, up to $0.04 cents for corn, which I don't, I don't know if that's accurate or not. But so if I were to plant beans and some corn this year, what's it going to mean to my bottom line? Well, that's to be determined. So farmers will have to work with uh, FSA, and it'll be based on the historical yield for their county on an acre-by-acre -acre basis. So they're going to have to work through it. And remember, it's all Title I commodities. And in North Dakota, we grow a lot of different crops. You know, peas, beans, lentils, canola, uh, corn, wheat, uh, soybeans, all these different crops. So they're going to have to work with, uh, work with FSA to make that calculation. Then also remember, in addition, to the market facilitation payment. We also have purchases, another uh, 1.4 billion, 100 million, uh, to try to open up some other markets and hopefully get some more sales. With those purchases that you mentioned, are you gonna be able to follow through with what President Trump had tweeted out at one point and send some of this food to the poor countries or no? Well, again, we have to follow what, what's called WTO rules and you're, you understand what those are. Those are rules that relate to international ag trade. But a lot of it will be for food banks and schools and those kinds of things. I know you're going to be using money out of the CCC. Uh, how, how do you take the money from the tariffs and, and put that into the CCC? Is it just sort of a straight line item, or how is this going to work? No. No. Under the CCC, uh, we have, in ag appropriations, we can appropriate against uh, that funding in order to fund these programs. The, the tariffs flow directly into the Treasury, and the tariffs far exceed what's being provided in terms of the ag assistance. Um, last year alone, the, the tariffs were over $40 billion, and they're already at that level uh, this year, so they're far in excess of, of this uh, amount that's going out. But, but it's important you know, that we help our farmers. They're on the front lines, uh, and overall, there's substantially more coming in in tariffs than, than is involved in these uh, you know, assistance. Are you concerned at all that farmers are going to try to plant for the program rather than the actual markets and then that thus distorts the markets? No. No, that's what we talked about earlier. That's why it's based on their historical average by county on a per acre basis rather than on their pr proven yield or their uh, specific crop they plant for this year. All right, I want to play a clip for you from uh, President Trump's presser earlier today regarding this uh, sure. program give you a chance to respond, sir. Okay. So today I'm announcing that I have directed Secretary Purdue to provide $16 billion in assistance to America's farmers and ranchers. It all comes from China. I love the way he says China, but is, is that a true and accurate statement? Does all this come from China? Well, certainly some of it does because the producers and the importers can only pass on so much of the of the increases or the cost of the tariffs where they can they try to but you know some of it is uh, comes from our consumers to the extent they're able to pass those increases along uh, so you know it's summable some is from the producer and from the importer but obviously some of it comes from our consumers too right so ultimately it's the importer and the consumer that pays the tariffs correct well, to the extent that those costs can be in other words, the tariff becomes, in essence, a net increase in the cost of the product to the extent that the producer or the exporter, if you will, is able to pass that along, then that portion would ultimately be borne by the consumer. So some people are going to ask the question, why should importers be subsidizing farmers? What's your response to that? 
Well, remember, our farmers provide the highest quality, lowest cost food supply in the world, and every American benefits every single day from that high quality, low cost food supply. So when our farmers are on the front lines, when they're being impacted, when they're being targeted by China, and when, remember, we had hoped to have an agreement, or the administration had hoped to have an agreement in principle the week before last, the Chinese pulled back their delaying. Obviously, we need to help our farmers stay in the game. And again, what they do benefits every consumer every single day. Senator, there's no doubt that it was farmers that helped put President Trump in the White House. I'm not suggesting this, but some people are saying this. I want to get your thoughts on this. His numbers maybe along the Rust uh -huh. Belt, not as strong as they were. Some people are saying, hey, this trade aid type of program is simply a way for President Trump to buy, to buy votes to ensure his reelection in 2020. What's your response to that? No, it really is about ultimate look nobody wants tariffs what we want are better trade agreements we want access to markets our farmers can compete and win and that's exactly what they'll do and they want what the president is trying to do which is ultimately get access to these markets knock down trade barriers make china quit stealing our technology and and you know they they import export incredible amounts of product to us we've got to be able to sell to them but in the near term that impact is disproportionately felt by our farmers so that's the reason for the assistance, and again, it's a very small amount of what comes in under the tariffs. Let's talk about again to the farmers' dinner table, if you will, sir. I, I, I was on the call today with Secretary Purdue earlier, and he said, hey, it's going to be breaking down into uh, three different payments, one, I believe, in, let's say, July, another one maybe in November, maybe in the next year. So a couple things along those lines. Right. Um, how are these payments going to be broken up? I mean, is, is most of that money going to be in this first payment? in late summer or is it going to be evenly distributed you know a third a third and a third what do you what do you know 50 percent will go out in the first payment that will go out either late july or august that's 50 percent of the total so roughly you know eight billion dollars again you've got it broken into three buckets but roughly 50 percent goes out this summer then the remaining amount will go out potentially november and even in uh january of next year but again, that will depend on the progress on trade negotiations and market conditions. Obviously, we hope that uh, even as soon as June at the G20, when President Xi and President Trump meet, that there can be some progress made. Ultimately, and we need to get the USMCA across, uh, approved by the Congress. Yeah. The, the, the Speaker of the House needs to take it to the floor. The House has to go first. We're ready to approve USMCA, and we export a tremendous amount to Canada and Mexico. So let's get these other things going. Ultimately, that's what we want better I'll, trade agreements i'll get to the usmca in just a moment sir but i think one of the things as well because these payments are going to be broken out over three different payments um is it safe to assume that these trade talks have taken many steps farther back than maybe we're being told at this point and if there is a deal done between president trump and president xi at the g20 what does that mean then for even the first second or third possible payment in this program well, we'll see, right? I mean, again, the administration's demonstrating uh, that they want to continue to be there for our farmers. That's very important. Obviously, when China backed up on things a week before last, I was up at the White House. I mean, I talked to the president. Everybody said, look, we need this second round. We need to get going. That was barely two weeks ago, and, and they're taking this step forward. So, again, I think they recognize the hardship on our farmers. Ultimately, we all want the better agreements. They're continuing to push for that. This is help in the, in the meantime. And uh, good developments on USMCA. We need to get the House to move on it now. We're, we're calling for them to do it. 
Um, it's very important, not just the farmers, but manufacturers and everybody else in our economy as well. And obviously, I'll continue to do everything I can to push the other trade negotiations along as well. Let's talk about the USMCA, sir. Um, you know, you're saying, hey, Chris, we got to get the speaker to bring it to the floor. But Congressman, or I should say Chairman Peterson right. on May 10th said, hey, the administration hasn't even submitted the USMCA to the House yet. Why not? Well, the reason, yeah, exactly. Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I've been up there. I've asked that, that question of the administration trade negotiators. Um, U.S. Trade Ambassador Lighthizer told me that he is specifically working to try to get uh, Speaker Pelosi to agree to bring it to the floor. He's held off because she can hold it indefinitely in the Rules Committee, and so he's trying to find some way to get her to commit to bring it to the floor. Um, but I agree. Any way we can push to get the House to take it up, we need to do that. I think it would pass with a big bipartisan yeah. majority right now in the house and we can certainly pass it in the senate if we could start it in the senate we'd do it right now <laughs> you know how, how hard it is right now for our farmers are any suggestions for audience and what to do to, to put some leverage on speaker pelosi to get this done yeah the same kind of thing that, that i'm doing continue to make the case to anybody and everybody right. not not only elected representatives but the public let's go there's no reason to wait the, the tariffs are gone Let's get this thing through. Senator, I've got a few minutes left. I've got a few more topics I want to touch on. As you know, President Trump going to Japan on Friday. Some good news there, the fact that they opened up the markets for our beef. Any other uh, insight, right. maybe news you can share with us that could happen in Japan for our farmers? Right. So Sonny Purdue, Secretary Purdue was there last week. Good step forward in that we now can export cattle more than 30 months in age into that market. Uh, the next step is to, to break down some of those uh, tariffs that they have. President Abe, President Trump have quite a good relationship. I'm hoping we can crack some of those tariffs. If we can, I think that helps us put pressure on China. Amen to that. Uh, $19, excuse me, $19, $19 billion disaster relief package you guys passed today, but no money for the wall. What happened here? You know, I, and I got to tell you, I was one of the guys that was really, really working for that. And, you know, we went back and forth. <laughs> Do we go ahead without that wall money? I, I really wanted that wall money in there, felt it should have been in there. Uh, Democrats held us up. Um, obviously, we need to provide this other uh, emergency assistance, given what's going on around the country. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm one that said from the get-go, and I, and I still, that's still my position, we have got to provide more help to and and close those loopholes too we, we've just got to keep working this case making you know doing everything we can to get but house democrats to help us address the border i mean it, it's an absolute priority yeah and i guess that's what's hard for us to understand senators how, how do people not see what's happening there and not put some money in for the wall right. and, 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 and if you want to address that please do but also speaking of that um well go ahead sir this actually though on the wall remember the way we set it up in the last funding or in the funding agreement last year is the president can use money for the wall and that's what he's doing so what the democrats are refusing to do in this package and and so we're still working it now but we wanted to get it in this package was providing more assistance for dhs to handle the flow of individuals coming in so that they can again have facilities for them and, and that that's why it's hard for us to understand why we can't get the democrats to join us on this piece of it Two more things quickly, sir. One, do you support what President Trump did yesterday by walking out of that meeting uh, with Speaker Pelosi and Chuck Schumer? And two, how are you going to pay for this $2 trillion infrastructure package? 
Yeah, well, look, we obviously want to try to get an infrastructure package, but that is the challenge. How do we pay for it? And I haven't seen a, a, a way to pay for it yet. That's the real issue. That, that's the key item that has to be figured out in order to do a, a package. Um, so everyone wants to do infrastructure, but you got to figure out how to pay for it. And do you support what President Trump did yesterday walking out of that meeting, or should he just say, hey, look, guys, investigate. we still got work to do. Well, you know, I'm not going to get into that aspect of it. He, you know, he, he can decide how he wants to negotiate, as will both uh, uh, Pelosi and, uh, and and the Senate Minority Leader, but uh, and Schumer. But I mean, uh, the important point is, number one, we want infrastructure. We have to figure out how it gets paid for. Senator Hovind, I know you put a lot of work into this trade aid package, so thank you for that. We appreciate it and keep up the great work, sir. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it.